Welcome to Mental Health Matters Podcast. I'm Hillary Coughlin. And I'm Christina Anavi. We're both mental health clinicians and health coaches coming together to talk all things mental health and wellness. Our mission is to destigmatize the topic of mental health by talking about real life relatable experiences and hardships that people go through every day but may struggle to talk about. This is a place where we dig deep, get real, and empower you to get through life's challenges. Welcome back, everyone, to Mental Health Matters podcast. We are talking about ADHD in women today, so specifically focusing on women who have been diagnosed with ADHD. And this is a topic that you are more the subject matter expert, although I do have a few clients currently um, with ADHD. So it's something I'm still learning more about. Um, But when we were originally like presenting this topic, it, I think it's probably more prevalent because not, well, you were telling me, I think that women especially are not typically diagnosed um, as in childhood, right? It's more so diagnosed in adulthood for women. Yeah. Even though this is a, these are issues that you've probably experienced since childhood, right? Right, right, right. They're misdiagnosed or mislabeled or brushed aside. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a really interesting topic um, to cover. And I think, yeah, I think it's more prevalent. It really is. And I can say definitely for any of you women out there thinking that you may have ADHD and we'll get into what that looks like. um, TikTok and Instagram right now is just like full of coaches and therapists, doctors with information on this topic, especially in women, like focusing on women, because it's been so pushed aside for so long and it shows up so differently for women. So like we get diagnosed way later in life. I have a really good resource that I just discovered because again, I was doing my own personal research. Um, How to ADHD on YouTube. And she, I think she also has a TikTok and an Instagram. She is awesome for information, resources. Again, a woman diagnosed with ADHD going, dealing with ADHD. So Mm -hmm. really great resources. And we can put, yeah, how to ADHD. we can put her info in the show notes too, but yeah. Um, how, how does it show up for women and what are like the main differences between men and women with ADHD? Yeah. So I think the typical thing that we all think about is like the hyperactivity and the um, inability to focus. I think that's kind of like where we all think. Yeah. I think we should specify for those who don't know, ADHD stands for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and there's been different diagnose diagnosis can't talk um names uh criteria and it's changed over the years so you might have heard like add um attention deficit disorder and so now it's all adhd but there's different types there's inattentive and there's hyperactive so you don't just have to fit the hyperactivity um, criteria to be diagnosed as ADHD. So just wanted to 
Yeah, you can be both too. There's the combined. Yeah, and you can be both, right. So I think that that really helped. I, I don't know if this is, it would be interesting to look into like the statistics of like how women have now become more diagnosed. I mean, I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. factors with that anyway, but I think because of the clarification, mm-hmm. I think that's why, because yeah, the clients that I have are the inattentive type. Okay. Or women. Yeah. Um, well, like, I think we look at kids and we're like, oh, but every kid's like kind of like hyperactive, like not every kid, but it's sort of normal for kids to have a lot of energy, run around, not maybe be able to focus on schoolwork because it's boring, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? So it is kind of hard to to know all the mm-hmm. time. But what happens is I think as we grow into adults, there are some real consequences and they are way more... Um, insidious not to use like a but it's true like it seeps into all areas of your life when you're an adult as opposed to just when you're little people kind of focus on that oh they can't stand still um they can't focus on school well it really starts to impact like your the executive functioning piece so that's gonna come into your work your relationships school like when it starts impacting that functioning then that's when it becomes a problem but for women and girls um, would you say that it, that it's more of an inattentive type or is it still kind of across the board? I think it's totally across the board oh. and I think it's actually more combined. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So what, is that, what would that look like for women, girls? Um, so I think it affects, um, women more emotionally. We are more emotional creatures. Um, and so, you can have the hyperactivity, but you can also have the, you know, inability to focus. Just as an example, um, so self-disclosure as to why I wanted to cover this topic is because not only does it interest me greatly, but it's because I have personal interest. I'm diagnosed with ADHD and I have been since I was 31. Um, so as you can tell much later in life, really in terms of a diagnosis. Um, so that was that was shocking to me, I will admit, but quite literally every single thing in my life made sense from that moment on. So can you, do you feel comfortable talking about that? Like how, what were the things that were problems for you, but made total sense after you were diagnosed? So I, I mean, it's gonna basically just sound like really disorganized. And what's really funny about that is I'm a really organized person and everyone thinks I'm like anally so, like, you know, super. So it's funny how that is perceived. But by is that because you feel like you have to compensate because naturally you're not organized? I think it's because I think I'm naturally organized and I like organization, but I think it's because my mind, my brain is going like a mile a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think like if I didn't do something, I would just kind of crumble. And I'll admit that I kind of struggle with that. Like I have to work on that quite a bit because otherwise I do. And it happens, right? I'm human. I don't stay organized all the time. And then just things get a little bit crazy because I, I then I'm trying to catch up. Um, so I was a hyper kid. <laughs> I was. And I, but I was always an extremely good student. So that was not something that I matched, right? So something that I think was a, a bad stereotype or a bad like 
um, what people thought was ADHD or ADD was that you couldn't be smart or you couldn't um, yeah. get good grades yeah. because you couldn't focus. But that was really, that's so not true. Um, actually, ADHD, if you look at the stats, super intelligent people, it's mm -hmm. just not always done the same way as another person, you know, like the learning styles or whatever have you. Um, like I cannot learn in certain ways, like at all. Um, and I would imagine I that like auditory learning is probably really hard for you to just like really sit still and listen. <laughs> like that would be hard. Yeah. I just sit there and I wait for them to finish. And then I'm like, can you show me, can you show me how to do that? And I have to physically do it, whatever it is. And if I don't do that, it doesn't like somehow get imprinted in my brain. And I don't know what that is, but that's just one example. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a doer thing. Like I have to do. Yep. Um, so yeah, some of the other things was, that was sort of like a, an indicator, but it got brushed off because I was a girl. So it got brushed off as she's too social. She's mm -hmm. too focused on like the social aspect of school, even though I always got A's. Mm -hmm. Like I was high honors in high school. I you know, never got a C. Like I, I was a very, very good, almost straight A student. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to think about that um, because I didn't match the other criteria. Um, and so- I think they were just like, oh, she's just hyper and likes to socialize. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then as I got older, I realized, you know, I was always a night owl, but I think a large part of that is just that my brain does not shut off. Mm -hmm. And I know that that sounds like pretty relative to a lot of people. So that's not exactly an ADHD criteria, but it did feel like it became detrimental because my sleep patterns are a mess and they always have been because of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, ADHD, no surprise, is very uh, comorbid with anxiety and mm -hmm. generalized anxiety. And that makes sense. Like if you can't shut your mind off, it's like, is it ADHD? Is it intrusive thoughts? It's probably yeah. a combination of both or they're exacerbating each other. Um, mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And some of the other things that, so some of, I wish I had her name and I will try and find her and include her on the show notes because there is one TikToker slash Instagrammer that um, is a doctor and she also got diagnosed later in life and made it through med school, but like really struggled and struggled before she got diagnosed and then everything made sense. Kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was sort of this, this like acceptance of like, I, I do have this and I need to pay attention to it or else it's not, I'm not going to reach my goals. And that's sort of how it is for me as well. So anyway, the things that she does on the social media platforms are so good and they're so accurate. It is scary. Like everything I've ever watched of hers, I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Like she gets it. And um, some of those things just to define for the audience here, um, and anybody who, who's listening, who knows me is going to like laugh out loud, hair twirling and skin picking. So like fidgeting. Yeah. I, I have had a serious, serious hair twirling issue like my whole life, like forever. And it's, and it's interesting you say that because um, 
we haven't talked about this in the pod, but maybe that's a topic for another time is the body focused repetitive behaviors like skin picking, uh-huh. nail biting, like that, that's a whole thing in and of itself, but you also commonly see it with obsessive compulsive disorder, which you also commonly see ADHD and obsessive compulsive disorder. So that's like all these comorbid uh, diagnoses. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. The fidgeting can't not like play with your fingers or, um, you know, if, if you're not like tapping your feet, then you're probably like tapping a pen or clicking a pen or just like not, you can't sit still, right? Mine specifically was always the hair twirling. It never hair twirling. Yeah. Uh, like ever since I was little actually. And, um, I do it obsessively like it's really bad especially from stressed mm-hmm. it like picks up which is um you know everyone who knows me well knows about that whole situation and um then also skin picking not to be weird but like we all love to sometimes do things like that so I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel too weird here but um actually when I was like younger if I was in the bathroom and it was like dead silent and I was in there for a long time, my mom would be like, what are you doing? Get like, she knew because I would like, just like start picking like my face and be, and there was nothing there. I never had acne as a kid. I was very lucky. I had good skin, but I just, whatever, if it's an anxiety thing, if it's, but so those two things are are something that kind of comes up a lot for for women um which is interesting because I had never would have thought that was something like a symptom of my ADHD mm-hmm. it's just crazy to me and um heightened emotions and rejection sensitivity so you'll hear that a lot um that term rejection sen- sensitivity um and we all are sensitive to rejection however it's also, it's just something that comes up because our emotions are heightened because we can't, we don't have the best emotion regulation Mm. to be perfectly honest. So that's another way it shows up with women is that our emotions are so much more heightened and we're more aware of them. They affect us more. Mm. Um, Do you think the emotion regulation piece comes from yeah, that, that like inability to like hold attention or like, like sustain attention, I guess is the word I'm thinking. Um, and so it's like your emotions are like on a, a roller coaster because also like your attention is a roller coaster. So like mm-hmm. you can be yeah. so easily stimulated and right in right. different directions. So you yes. think that's part of I- that? I absolutely do. And I love the word you just used. I can't believe I haven't brought it up. Stimulation. That is overstimulated is like an understatement for people with ADHD. I'm very easily stimulated, whether negatively or not. It's just noises. I like bother me. Different textures bother me. Like things like that. Again, something I would never recognize as a symptom of ADHD ever. Mm -hmm. And that is something that actually shows up quite a bit. Because it's like a sensitivity, like it's like a sense, sensory sensitivity is also something you'll hear about too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just also with self-esteem can be greatly affected for no- numerous reasons, um, but one especially being inconsistency. So ADHD um, can be 
you know, starting out very strong on something, a project or something that you're doing and then never finishing it or not doing as well on it as you had started it. And that is something I've struggled with always, um, which is challenging for me because I know I can do it. Like I, I'm, I'm in, you the know. stereotype for a woman or girl with ADHD could be that they're coming across as flaky or flighty or mm. dramatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, overly sensitive. Um, yep, yep, feels too, like, too much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. So that's self-esteem. Right, and so I think that's exactly like bringing it back to women, why we're not diagnosed correctly because that's what people see it as. So it's either oh, that's, she's just like that way, or maybe it's something else, like another diagnosis, like depression, anxiety, you know, they put it into an emotion category, not that ADHD isn't, yeah, yeah, as opposed to this, you know, I mean, if you go down the line of all the different ways it affects, like, I literally don't miss one check, you know, but um, they didn't, nobody picked up on it until I was 31 years old, it was a teacher of mine, that pulled me aside and said, I think you might want to get tested for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I had gone back to school briefly in my early thirties and was struggling. And I didn't know why, because I've always been a very strong student, but I'm now 31 years old with my life to manage. Right. And so that was a whole nother thing than being a kid, right. In school. So even in college, you're still, you're still a kid. You still have some, some supports that you, you probably don't as an adult. Right. Um, so I struggled for the first time in my life in school and it was really bringing me down and I got tested and I saw somebody and they're like, yep. Yeah. yeah. Like absolutely. No doubt. It sounds like you're really struggling with this. And I was just really shocked because it had never been considered before. Well, and I think you bring up a good point and, and also, um, for, t- for time's sake for today, um, we mentioned so m- like a few other comorbid disorders because it's, the symptoms can overlap in other things. So it is, it can be so, so, so important to get properly diagnosed, to get an assessment or get a psych eval or see a specialist in the area that you, you know, if you suspect ADHD, see an ADHD specialist and have them, you know, figure it out with you um, because it could alter the course of your treatment. It could alter the, the type of therapy that you do or the medication that you're on, or just even for yourself to feel validated, as you've said multiple times, like just having that diagnosis was so validating because it's yeah. real. Yeah. And it really just, like I said, it helped me like make sense of why things were difficult or why, you know, um, I'm sure it helped with your self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like the emotion piece too is because I always felt like kind of misunderstood because I'm trying the best I can, like I'm doing the best I can. And sometimes I feel like that's not always like people don't really know that because they're just like, but you're such a capable person. And I'm like, of course I am, but I, I, you know, I struggle with things. And so I need you to be patient with me or like, you know, I don't know, be more understanding, I guess. Like you, you have to be kind of patient and understanding sometimes because we really are doing the best we can. And yes, we come across as super competent, organized, intelligent, and we are all those things. But it takes less, it takes a lot of work for us to get there and stay there and maintain there. And 
our support systems are everything. And so if we don't feel like we have that support, that's when the emotions come because we're like, I feel so alone. I feel misunderstood, you know, not supported and I'm doing the best I can. You know, well, I think a lot of people, even if you don't have ADHD can, and, but you have other mental illnesses, like you can definitely empathize with that or, or understand mm-hmm. that feeling. Um, so what, what is a good course of action for treatment for ADHD? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to definitely see someone who is qualified to diagnose you first off. I mean, that teacher was wonderful to sort of just suggest it, but she wasn't about to give me a diagnosis. That's not appropriate. So I had to go to a professional, um, a psychiatrist who sat down and we went through everything and, that was how I was um, diagnosed like officially by a professional. Um, and, you know, you can either take medication that's everyone's choice. You know, I personally do. Um, I don't mind disclosing that because I believe that it helps. And I know Christina, you're an advocate for medication too. Like you take medication as well. Um, so that's a choice also just uh, time management is really difficult for us. So figuring that out, like figuring out a structure that works for you, whether that I have like three planners. Well, I've seen, um, in my research again, I've seen coaches, so not therapists per se, but coaches who can help people with ADHD with that executive functioning piece and just time management. Um, obviously you don't need a therapist for that, but maybe a coach would be more appropriate for those skills. Right. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I'm sure you mentioned therapy, especially Mm -hmm. for the emotional component and just navigating life with a diagnosis. Right. Right. I think that it's like a, yeah, it's definitely as most things are not a one fix all solution. One thing fixes all solution. It's like therapy, this, that, the other thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just to be validated, I guess, is like the best thing ever to know what's going on so that you can best, um, you know, be your best self and figure out how to do that. We're all just doing our best. Um, and when you struggle with things, it can be even harder. Yeah. And don't, don't be afraid to get evaluated. Information is power. Even if you don't do anything with that information, just knowing that you're not crazy, it's not in your head, you're not flaky, you're not dramatic. Like there's, these are real symptoms of a brain disorder and chemical imbalances or trauma, like so many different reasons that you could be the way that you are. And so just having that information can be so helpful um and you know decide do with it what you will but I I definitely think at least getting evaluated if any of what Hillary said resonated with you um and again in the show notes we'll try to put um put uh some resources but um yeah even just google youtube tiktok instagram adhd see what resonates with you um Oh my gosh. Yes. I will include that girl. Cause it's just on point. Yeah. It, what I really like about it too, though, is it's not like, um, depressing where you're like, Oh man, like I, I suck at this stuff. Right. But it's more like, um, you know, she's a doctor. She's like, we're some of the most intelligent people. Like if you search ADHD, like people, some of the most successful people have ADHD, they just have to manage it. It's not the end of the world. Like it's not anything that you can't handle, not anything that you can't, you know, find solutions to. So don't get discouraged. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing your bit about your story. I think it's going to be super helpful for people to hear um, from your perspective. And if you have questions, you can reach out to us um, at Hillary and Christina on Instagram. Um, Hillary, do you have your contact information on there? If people have questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just it's at Hillary Coughlin. And then also at Hillary and Christina is our is perfect. Our, podcast one yeah yeah so thank you all for listening and I hope that you feel somewhat um, empowered to maybe look deeper into some of these symptoms if you do have them yeah thanks Hillary all right all right everyone stay well